Season 2, Episode 1 of the Story Garden Pod, and I'm your host and story gardener, Megan Lang. This is Part 1 of Allie Phillips. I want to start by saying that this episode has some pretty intense trigger warnings. My guest is activist, influencer, mom, and political candidate, Allie Phillips, and her story can be a hard one to listen to. Please be aware that the following topics are discussed. Fetal abnormalities, abortion, suicidal thoughts, depression, and death. Because of the heaviness of the episode, I've split it into two parts. Both parts will be dropping on the same day, but I encourage you to take a break in your listening if you need to. Um, there's no need to put yourself through mental anguish. <laughs> At the end of the second episode, we do go into a few fun and funny things. So as per usual, I hope that you will leave feeling hope. I know that I did, and I think that you will too. Now, I am excited to introduce today's guest, Allie Phillips. Allie has become a dear friend over the past six months, but more than that, I am absolutely so lucky to work as her campaign manager in this important election year. Allie is intelligent, passionate, hardworking, and overall, or most importantly, she is kind and has compassion and empathy for others. Having said that, are you ready? It's time to grab a drink, pull up a chair, and join us in the Story Garden. There's probably a lot that you're going to be editing out because I think we've talked for like two hours now. It'll but just be a special episode. <laughs> It'll be like a two-parter. Spoiler alert. Allie was right. This is a two-parter. My name is Allie Phillips. I'm 28 years old. I, so old. Yeah. 20, Almost 29. 28 years <laughs> young. I know. I'll be 29 next month. And uh, that pushed me closer to 30. That's okay. Yeah. I am 32. Therefore, you'll be just closer to me. Yeah. Well, you know, you'll continue <laughs> to get older. <laughs> I'll be 33 in March. I can't wait. Yes. You're aging like fine wine. Yes. What can I say? <laughs> So I am a mom. I have a six-year-old daughter, and I recently got married in March of 2022. Already more donors. That's awesome. Um, and I've lived in Tennessee pretty much my whole life. I was born in upstate New York, but we moved down here when I was six months old. So, was, oh, so you count as yeah, a OG Tennessee. Yeah, this is all I know. I. Uh, have an in-home daycare. That's my full-time job. I take care of four kids under the age of three. Some days are very stressful. Other days are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a challenge every day. <laughs> I, yes. Having talked on the phone to you. Yeah. Many of those days. Yes. It does get very stressful. Uh-huh. Some days. And I hear it. And mm-hmm. then we get off the phone mm-hmm. so that you can. Yes. Handle things. Yes. So. I do have a great group of moms, though. I will say that. I've been yes. very fortunate. Nikki's one of them, and yes. we love Nikki. Yes. Nikki, um, she has four kiddos. I watched two of them. And she runs her own boutique here in Clarksville. Gingham Roots. Gingham Roots. And she's just 
she's a badass woman. And she's a delight. She is. I really like Nikki, and if I lived closer, I would mm-hmm. subtly force her to be my friend. <laughs> yes. I've already kind of done that. I have to, like, not go to her, her store because I would spend, spend way too money. much money. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, she's that. great. I have great moms that I work with. Um, I make TikTok videos for fun mm-hmm. um i've been doing that since covid started in 2020 i uh, let's see what else do i do i am running for office that's kind of a, a big deal is it i don't know yeah i mean it has its moments <laughs> <laughs> i'm new to this megan i've never what i've never ran for office i before. had no idea I know, that's so crazy <laughs> Never in my life did I think I'd be doing anything with politics other than, like, voting. Yeah. So running for office is way out of, like, what I thought I'd be doing when I... Like, you know, they ask you when you're a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. I wanted to be a teacher. A kindergarten teacher. What? Yeah, I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. And, because uh, I, I love kids, and I love the younger kids, because that first year in kindergarten, like... That's where they get to start learning about so much of, like, the world and just life itself. And I just – I find that age to be stressful but also very beautiful. Yeah. Um, Because – It's like the childlike wonder kind of concept and that's – Yeah, because every day, like, something new, their eyes get bright. They're like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen that before. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you've only been alive for five years. It's a butterfly. Yes. This is how a butterfly – Yeah, caterpillars turn – Like, it's just – It's a – I feel like that age is just the most beautiful – Obviously, you know, five – class full of five-year-olds isn't, you know, easy to wrangle. No. um, I think it's worth it. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Going back to about me, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'm running for office and yeah. I'm also a, um, a plaintiff in a lawsuit, yep. um, against Tennessee with the center for reproductive rights. It is an ongoing lawsuit right now. Um, so we cannot make comments on it. Yeah. So I can't give details on it. Um, the reason I joined it is because, um, two, two years ago now, that was 2024, um, in the fall of 2021, or no, no, fall 2022. 2022. My years are so bad. I know. Uh, fall of 2022, I found out I was pregnant. My husband and I, we wanted to have a baby. Yeah. Um, and so we had just got married in that March. We just bought our house in October. And the first week of November, I found out I was pregnant. So we wasted no time. <laughs> I mean, no listen, time. <laughs> when it's love. <laughs> well, the craziest part is I found out I was pregnant before I even had my missed period. What the hell, Allie? I was three weeks pregnant when I found out. Holy cow. Yeah. I was three weeks. And I knew because my sense of smell heightened so much. And I remember that happening with my first pregnancy. I Okay, that's... So I'm just going to say, I think my listeners know I've never been pregnant. And I don't really plan to ever be pregnant. So this is not something that I knew. That's so interesting. So it's literally just... Your yeah. body changed, yes. and you recognized it from five years before when you were pregnant with Adelie. Six, yeah, six years before. No, she was five. Yeah, she was five at the time, but I was pregnant. Oh, right, you were pregnant. <laughs> you know, I was pregnant for nine months. listen. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure you weren't pregnant for, like, 13 months? Um, Maybe just... Well, okay. so the thing with Adelie is... that That's my first daughter's name, Adelie. Yeah. Um, so I had the heightened sense of smell... 
like what else? I mean, I know that there are like food aversions yeah. and cravings. Mm-hmm. And then so cravings don't usually come until like closer second? to second trimester. Okay. Yeah. And then of course morning morning sickness, sickness which or all I day never sickness. Got. Who you yes. know? But like, it's weird that the the sense of smell is mm-hmm. part of it, and I'm sure that taste aversion is part of it. Yes. And Interesting. Things can be so every pregnancy is different. Yeah. Right. Um, every person's different. So, like for example, something that I used to love the smell of gasoline. Yeah. Oh. Used to love it. Like when I would fill up my car, I I would take in those fumes. <laughs> you don't want it's, the new leather scent. You no, want the I want the gasoline smell. But after I had Adelie, <laughs> like my whole pregnancy, I still like the gasoline smell. Interesting. After I had Adelie, gasoline makes me nauseous now. I cannot. The smell of gas smells awful to me now. I don't Interesting. Know, I don't know what happened. It's, she changed my body. I also used to be able to eat dairy and drink dairy like it was my job. Yeah. And now I'm lactose intolerant because of her. Wow. She's lactose intolerant. So wow. my body changed because I tried to breastfeed. Because she changed. Because she She was lactose developed. intolerant. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So my body changed for her. To provide her the nutrients she needs, but now I'm lactose intolerant. And I'm like, what? Oh, well. So, and because, that happens because, obviously. You don't really like cheese much, right? I do love, I love cheese. Oh, wait, you love cheese. I love cheese. Allison doesn't like cheese. Incorrect, Allison Beal. Wrong answer, but. I love cheese. When I go to Olive Garden and they're like, tell me when, they go through the whole block. That's, and you, yeah. It's, so you just suffer in silence for yes. the joy that is cheese. It's fantastic going in and not so fun coming out, <laughs> but it's worth it. And I feel like every lactose intolerant person will do agree. that at some point. They'll yeah. be like, oh, macaroni and cheese. Okay. I'm just going to be just like, it's sick to the later. point that, you know, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but in the moment, it's delicious. It's so delicious. And you don't think about the fact that it's I'm about so to, like, glad completely I'm not mess up you. Yeah, it's so bad. But, like, my body changed for her because if I was breastfeeding, I can't drink cow's milk right. or, you know, dairy that has cow's milk yeah. because then I'd be giving that right back to her through yeah. breastfeeding. So my body had to change, so I would keep wow. that out. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I, I was hoping, once I stopped breastfeeding... That it would... It would go... No. Mm-hmm. My body was like, sorry, sis. <laughs> so sorry. So terribly sorry. Oh, that's so funny. I just... I got an Instagram notification that says, I saw you on the news in Sweden. I saw that, too. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to send you all the best. Um, For reference, listeners, I'm Allie's campaign manager. The best um, campaign manager. The very best. Hot mess success of a campaign manager ever. She is the woman behind the women. Yeah. Yes. Um, but so uh, Allie and I met in Ju- June. We met in June at an event hosted by the Tennessee Dems. And, Speak Out Summit. Yeah, the Speak Out Summit. And then we met again at... Tennessee three-star dinner. No. No. Uh, Blue South Banquet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting And I that think one. that's actually where I was like, hey, are you running for office? Yes. You should run for office. Are you going to run for office? Yes. And then we started talking on Facebook. Yes. And then we became friends. And then, anyway, eventually she asked me 12 times to be her campaign manager. Yes. And I finally said yes because... 
Not because she didn't like me, because no. she was yeah. already working on two campaigns. Correct. One for Allison Beale, who's running for House District 45. Yes, and one for Holly Cruz, who's running for Sumner County School Board. Yeah. But also, I felt that Allie needed someone with more um, experience in the campaign world. Um, Which is hilarious, considering I have zero so well, like, that's why I wanted well, you to. We both, we're both I, we're learning together, <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure that she had someone. I felt that her race was very much an important one that needed to be handled well, and so I didn't think, oh, I can just swoop in and do this. But here we are, and I have. And she launched October second, so that's we're in like three and a half months in. Mm. Um, it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal and I'm really hopeful. I think that I'm really hopeful because I believe that you are capable of big things. So yeah, so I basically interrupted your story about Miley to because you said that your smell changed. Yes. So let's let's return to that. Backtrack. So yeah, yeah I found out I was pregnant in early November. And so we were really excited. We were hoping for a boy because we already have a daughter. Yeah, Um, you do. And she loves makeup. She does love makeup. So Adelie came from a previous relationship. So Brian's her stepdad, but he's he's been her dad for like three and a half years now. Yeah, so we started planning and started thinking of like boy names because I was trying to like manifest it into the world. Like if we just talk about having a son, that's what if we're If I have. only plan to name my new son Corduroy, yeah. maybe he'll be born. <laughs> so we came up with every, uh, okay, I really like Riverdale, okay? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, and so I love Archie. And oh Brian liked the name Archie too. So, and he wanted Oliver in there somewhere. We were either thinking Oliver Archie or Archie Oliver. Oh, I love that. And we went with Archie Oliver. That's, I didn't know that either. Yes. That's sweet. Yes. So we had a boy name picked out already. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we should probably have a girl named just in case it's a girl. And we were like, no, if we, let's not even worry about it. We're just focusing on a boy name. <laughs> and so our, uh, we went to a 40 like gender reveal and when she said it was a girl, it was me, my best friend Danielle, uh, Brian, Adelie, my mom and dad in the room. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those big, okay. yeah, big like couch rooms. Um, and it was silent <laughs> because, because no one had planned. No, literally everybody thought it was a boy. Everybody, um, because there's these people that can look at your ultrasound you, photo. Yeah. And be like, oh, the way your uterus is sitting. Oh, the way that you're carrying or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because they talk about that, too. They talk about if it's up high, it's a girl. And if it's... But see, that's further out, though. Right. Like, I looked like this my whole pregnancy. You know what I mean? So there's no way to see really much of a baby bump. You can't see what she's doing, but she's, like, moving her hand around in a circle in front of her stomach. And it is, you know, just... It's nothing there. Yeah, it's just like a flat stomach. <laughs> um, so, like everybody, and even like the all the wives' tales yeah. and the Chinese gender calendar, everything, everything pointed at a boy. Hmm. I even had dreams about a boy having a son. Aww. So I had, none of us were like, there is like a 0.01% chance <laughs> this is a girl. And when this technician, and she even asked us, she was like, what are you guys hoping for? And we were like, it's a boy. Like, we all want a boy. We know it's a boy. It just is a boy. And so when she was doing, looking at the genitals, 
And she was like, okay, are you guys ready for the reveal? And we were all like, yeah. She was like, it's a girl. And we were all like, what? (laughs) I love that for you. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, it's a girl. And I was like, are you sure? (laughs) And so we were waiting for her to be like, just kidding, you know, just to mess with us. That's incredible. But she was like, no, if you look here, there's three little lines. It's a girl. Oh, my. And so all of us were like dumbfounded. We were like, what? And so we left that um ultrasound and we went to mexican after to eat dinner naturally yeah and me and brian were sitting there looking at each other like what are (laughs) what are we gonna name her like how we never thought of a girl name and so we spent the next two weeks looking through every article of girl names like unique girl names odd girl names um german girl names irish girl names uh like just Anything. Are either of you German? I'm German. Is he Irish? I'm German and Irish. He's Irish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you ever noticed, he has some ginger in his beard. I have noticed that, Mm -hmm. but I like... So we were hoping for a little redheaded baby. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would have fit Archie so well, right? Because Archie and Riverdale is a redhead. I mean, it's dyed, but still. Um, Because KJ Appa doesn't have red hair. No big deal. But anyways... um, and so we, yeah, we spent like two weeks and we couldn't find anything. Like there were some names that I liked that he didn't and then yep. names that he liked that I didn't. Yep. And I was like, I want a name that isn't super common. Like yeah. I named my first daughter Adelie. Like that's not a common name. No, it's not. No one knows how to pronounce her name. No. It's Allie? Adelie? Adelaide? Adelie? Her uh, pediatrician office called her Adele for the longest time. I've, a lot of people have called her Adele in front of me. I'm like, hey, it's Adelie. Like there's there's an, a second A in there and an I. <laughs> Adele. Um, so moving on, we uh, I really like Miley Cyrus. I grew up watching Miley, <laughs> Hannah Montana, all of that. My husband likes Miley Cyrus and like her newer stuff. But her song Flowers had just dropped. I can buy myself flowers. Mm-hmm. And yep. I was thinking, Miley is a household name. Like, everybody knows Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. But I don't know any other Miley's outside of that. I grew, I had a, a girl in my kindergarten class. Her name was Miley um, Lopez. Oh. But that's the only other Miley I've ever met. Interesting. And so I thought about it. I was like, you know, I don't know many Miley's. Yeah. So I was like, Miley seems like a solid name. And then I was like, like, people know how to pronounce it, but also it's not weird and they're yes. not going to mispronounce it all the yeah, time. Yeah, or misspell or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then so I was trying to think of like, okay, what's a good middle name for Miley? And so Miley Cyrus's middle name is Ray. So I like the name Miley Ray Cyrus, but I didn't want to name Miley exactly Miley Ray. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Name. Um, so I was like, I like the flow of it though. So I was like, okay, what about Miley May? And my friend Joni said that if I named her Miley May, that she better be in every damn beauty pageant that there is ever because that is very much a southern name. Oh my! And I was like, okay, let's not do Miley May. (laughs) And then I started playing around on like name generators on Google, and I came up with Miley Jade. 
because I like yep. stones. I know. I collect crystals. Um, but that still just didn't feel right to me. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like it has to be an R. Because Miley Ray, like the R following Miley just sounds good. Um, and so then I was listening to flowers at the time. And I was just thinking about, like, what are some flowers? Like, maybe I should give her a flower middle name. Um, and I thought a rose. It's like, that's simple. Miley Rose. And I was like, that sounds good. It's beautiful. That flows yeah. together. And so I called Brian. He was at work. And I said, hey, I have a name. Want to run it by you? And he was like, okay. I was like, what do you think about Miley? He was like, I like Miley. I was like, okay. One, I like Miley. One down. Great. I was like, what about Miley Rose? Yeah. And he sat for a second. He was quiet. He was like, I mean, I don't hate it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what about... Than no. Yeah. I was like, what about Miley Jade? And he was like, if it's between Miley Jade and Miley Rose, I like Miley Rose a lot better. And I was like, we have a name. Yeah. We, and that's how Miley's name came about. Interesting. A very long process. And so, yeah, we started, like, getting everything. Yeah. Um, we had a crib. We had diapers. We had wipes. We had toys. Um, we had blankets, swaddles, onesies. pacifiers, clothes. Yeah, yeah. everything. Um, and it was my birthday. It was February 17th. And Brian took me to go get my nails done. And right next store to the nail salon was this store called Once Upon a Child. Yeah. And it's like... Um, all the all the it's gently used clothes yep. yeah and so i was like can we go in there and just like look at onesies and stuff and he yeah. was like yeah sure so we went in there and they had this bucket of onesies that you could get like 10 for five dollars or something oh, like that yeah and he was saying that he really wanted to get some like daddy onesies so we went through the bucket and picked out 10 onesies that would say, like, Daddy's Princess, Daddy's yeah. Little Girl, I Love My Daddy, stuff like that. And so he was very happy. I picked out a- another set of 10 for myself and even got her this little bathing suit because it, her due date was July 19th. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she's a summer baby, just like Adelie. We'll so. get her to do yeah. swimming stuff yeah. eventually. So I yeah. got her a newborn bathing suit, and it was tiny. It was so cute. Um. And so that was on a Friday. And then that Monday, we had my anatomy scan appointment. And I had just posted on TikTok, like, a little video saying, like, my daughter's name is hidden in this video. Can you guess it? And it was playing Miley Cyrus' song, Flowers. And Adelie was dancing around with a rose in her hand. But I was wearing a shirt that had Tennessee on it. And so people were like, Tennessee Rose? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or yeah i named my yeah i'm gonna name my child tennessee <laughs> then it, i have these moon phases mirrors yeah. on my wall and people could see the moons in the back and they were like luna rose and stuff like so like they were doing some very That's good guesses um, a lot of people did guess miley rose yeah um and so the plan was that at the anatomy scan i knew we would be getting new ultrasound photos yep and so i was gonna post the ultrasound photos with the reveal of her name Mm. and so like that was the plan and so we got to the appointment it was me brian and adelie we made it a family occasion because she wanted to see her little sister and about five minutes into the anatomy scan um the technician stopped and she said that she needed to go grab my doctor and um that she had seen some pretty serious things which this is only my second pregnancy so that just 
kind of took me off guard. Yeah. Um, and so my husband looked at her and he was like, why do you look sad? And she was like, I just don't want to give anybody bad news. And then she walked out of the room and immediately I got this like giant knot in my throat and my hands started sweating. My heart was beating really fast. Um, and so I'm just like thinking like, what could be wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? And so my OB came in and just like, didn't even say hi, just immediately went into, so I just looked at your ultrasound photos. Um, there's, there's no amniotic fluid surrounding the fetus right now. Um, looks like both of her kidneys have formed abnormally and aren't functioning. Um, and she's measuring about a month behind. So, uh, we're going to get you over to a high risk specialist to do further testing. And so like that just came out so fast and I was like, wait, she doesn't have any amniotic fluid. Like why? And she was like, you know, that could just be a lack of fluids with her kidneys, not, working she may not be generating urine and stuff like that yeah and uh I had a gastric sleeve surgery a couple years prior and so I struggle getting enough water in daily Mm -hmm. and so the fact that she said lack of fluids I was like oh my god like is it that I'm not drinking enough water and that's literally what I asked her I was like is that because I'm not getting enough water and she said it could be many different things um but just you know it up your water intake and and we'll see what the high-risk doctor has to say and so we set up an appointment for the high-risk doctor um thankfully we were able to get in pretty soon um they were like a month or so wait list but somebody had canceled like right before we called so it was good timing it was very good timing like universe timing um and so we got in that friday four days later yeah and so we went to the high-risk doctor just me and brian this time and did the anatomy scan again, and this time the the tech said again, um, just stay right here. I'm gonna go grab the doctor. It was like deja vu all over again. I was staying on the bed, and the doctor came in, and she asked me how my first pregnancy was, and I said it was great. Um, I didn't have any issues during pregnancy. I didn't have any issues during labor and delivery. Yeah. And she said, okay, so this is what we're looking at. Now, to kind of backtrack, Monday was my initial anatomy scan. Yeah. So between Monday afternoon and Friday morning, I devoted a disgustingly amount of time to Googling fetal diagnoses with, you know, kidneys not forming, lack of fluid, stunted growth, right? Because I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to self-diagnose. Um, and I came up with this, uh, thing called renal agenesis. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say it. And so pretty much that's just, uh, you know, not the kidneys not forming, um, which cause urine to not be made and whatever else. So I looked into like treatments for it and that it was treatable and that what they could do is just inject fluid into the uterus to give her fluid and then that way she could start breathing it in and then, you know, she'd be good to go. Um, And one of my, somebody I grew up with, his wife, their son, who I think is like eight now or something, but... um, they had a similar thing when she was pregnant. The mm-hmm. kidneys didn't form correctly. And so they did the fluid injection 
And what happened was is during the rest of her pregnancy, one of the kidneys developed and the other one didn't. Got it. Okay. But you can live without one kidney. Yeah. And so their son was born. If you have one functional kidney, you are... Yeah. So he's had to have a couple surgeries since he was born, but otherwise he's healthy. And so that gave me hope, right? And I was like, okay, well, I hope that's what this is. Like, because that's great. Like, sucks that he had to get surgeries, but he's here. Um, And so when she started talking, she reconfirmed what my OB said. She was like, um, both of the kidneys formed abnormally and weren't functioning there is little to no amniotic fluid Mm. um her growth did stunt at 15 weeks stop at 15 weeks excuse me and then there's more there's more than what the ob originally said the ob just gave us those first three and they said upon further looking um her bladder and her stomach didn't form correctly either and weren't functioning they could not find any lung development. Mm. Um, they said her heart, they could only find two working chambers. Yeah. Um, and that her brain had a rare defect called semi-lobar holoprosencephaly. Yeah. And pretty much her brain didn't split into the two hemispheres in the early stages of development. Yep. With semi-lobar, um, only 3% of fetuses can survive to birth with that. And then they usually die within the first year of their life. They kind of live in this, like, vegetative state. Um, so with the semi-lobar plus all of the other things, it, she, she yeah. was, yeah, she was deemed was, incompatible. She was not, yeah. Um, and so as she was, like, telling me these things, like, in my mind, I was just like, okay, well, we can get we can get a bladder transplant, I'm sure. We can get, uh, you know, heart you can get surgery. any yeah, yeah i can do this i can do that i'll yeah. do anything i need to to yeah and I, yep. I asked her you know what like what can we do like what treatments can i do what medications can i take is there surgeries like i was prepared to go through whatever you anything need. yep yeah and she said that because there are so many fetal anomalies and some of them being fatal that there was nothing anybody could do yep there wasn't an, an, any amount of medicine, no amount of surgeries that could fix that. Uh, she was just deemed incompatible. It's just one of those things, you know. And they reiterated that there was nothing I did, nothing yep. my husband did. It's just nothing a freak that you could have done. Thing. Like it just happened. Same way that I have diabetes. Like yeah. it just it just happens. It is a thing. Yep. And. Um, Every time, so, like, I've heard, I've heard Allie tell this story dozens of times now, and there's always new stuff. Like, always new stuff. And it is always both heartbreaking and infuriating and, like... Yeah, I tell my story so much, I almost, like, I forget, like, what I've said to who. And also, it looks like you're, like, in this, like almost zen state where you're just like I'm telling this story I'm getting through it because it's yeah hard and we're coming up on one year mm-hmm. so that's something I've told a lot of reporters um because they ask you know you we know you've done a lot of um you know interviews yeah about this like how do you how is it that you keep being able to tell your story and I tell them like I feel like it's a script at this point like yeah. I feel like I'm playing a character yeah. 
and it's almost like I'm on autopilot. You are. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why, like, from knowing you, the way that you, you, but I know that, like, it's because you want Miley's story to be shared. Yeah. So. Because it needs, it needs yeah. to be shared. Yeah. This is why it needs to be shared. Yes. Uh, because she was deemed incompatible. Mm-hmm. And we asked what our options were. Yep. And the doctor said that we could continue the pregnancy. But if we chose to continue, to be aware that we'd be put at risk for miscarriage, stillbirth, or if she did survive birth, she'd be put into hospice care yep. to pass. And again, her lungs yeah, were she, not developed. Yeah, they so couldn't find any lung development. It would have been a immediate, like, not immediate, suffocating. but suffocating. Yeah. She would have, yeah. yeah. Her body would have just slowly suffocated until she couldn't anymore. Yeah. Um, and I... For me, uh, that is not a very humane way to treat um, another human being. Um, I wouldn't want to bring her into this world to just suffer. Yeah. For the, what, 10 minutes maybe that she would try to gasp for air? Yeah. At that long? Um, so she said that, but the if I chose to stay pregnant, the longer I stayed pregnant, the worse Miley was going to get and the higher risk my health would become because... She stopped growing at 15 weeks. Right. I was 19 weeks at that point. So Miley was never going to hit viability. It yeah. didn't matter if I stayed pregnant for 30, 35 weeks. She was going to stay at 15 weeks. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the other thing with the little to no amniotic fluid is that fluid, for people that haven't been pregnant or may not know about how pregnancy works, amniotic fluid is what the fetus develops inside in yeah. the uterus. And that's what they breathe in. Yeah. They inhale the fluid, and that's what de- helps develop their lungs. And then it also helps with the kidneys. And then they it goes through the kidneys to their bladder, and they pee it out mm-hmm. into the fluid, and then they breathe it back in. And then that's how a lot of their organs form, is yeah. because of amniotic fluid. Yeah. If they have little to no amniotic fluid, the bigger they get, the less space they'll have in the uterus, and then yeah. they can suffocate. In the uterus. Like they, it. It, like their face will press against the uterine <laughs> wall. <laughs> you can't see this, but Allie's sweet husband just brought her a can of Pringles. Her very favorite snack. If you, Do you want one? No, thank you. They're so good. I know. You made me eat them in... I mean, I love Pringles, but like... These are the Harvest Cheddar ones. I don't know whose idea it was to do this, but... They should be a mega millionaire. Yeah. And then then they should donate to you because you single-handedly... I'm promoting them. You pay for their job. I'm paying for the Pringles um, Corp solely off of this flavor right now. That is... I'm keeping them in business. So funny. Uh, Anyway. Anyway, serious conversation here. I know. But you know what? Every once in a while, you got to have a little levity. Yeah. I... I... It's very rare that I can get through my story without crying. You have um, so far. Well, because I haven't gotten to the really terrible part. I know. <laughs> I I'm I've already teared up once and then yeah. un- I stopped myself. So so. <sighs> um, just to kind of like, not give not waste too much time, um, giving details. Uh, 
So staying pregnant really wasn't the best option. I was putting my life at risk. And then she said her other option was to terminate the pregnancy. But we live in this wonderful state of Tennessee that put this trigger ban into effect after Roe v. Wade was overturned that banned abortions for any reason. There was no exceptions other than to preserve the life of the mother. Right. But they could not define what life of the mother was. No. Um, Yeah. So how far close to death do you have to be? The fact that I was told... If I stayed pregnant, my life would be at risk isn't a good enough reason for termination in their eyes. So we asked what, like, how much is longer? Like, how long until my life's at risk? Yeah. We don't know. Could be tomorrow, next week, next month. We don't know. There's no way to know. Yeah. But the longer you stay pregnant, the worse she's going to get. And so... We left there, and it was a long discussion with my husband and my parents. Um, It didn't make sense for me to put my life at risk when I had a daughter here. Mm -hmm. Miley was inevitably going to die. And Natalie needs you. Natalie needs me. And, I mean, I know all of us are inevitably going to die at some point. But, you know, you, Megan, you dying isn't putting my life at risk, right? Right. Miley dying was putting my life at risk. Yes, um, and to go through a pregnancy and labor and all of that, you know, you know, you don't know what kind of complications are going to arise. Right. So it was just the best decision for us to terminate. Yeah. It was the safest, most effective um, way to make sure that my health and fertility stayed. Yeah. Um, and so that was on a Friday. And then Saturday... I went to another ultrasound place and uh, saw Miley and got her heartbeat saved into a bunny, which mm-hmm. later we found out that um, 2023 was the year of the rabbit. Hmm. Hi, Luna. Oh, goodness. We got a dog here. Luna. Oh, my gosh. I love her. You have to go elsewhere, honey. Love you. Mean it. Yes, I do. <laughs> she is so sweet. She's a good dog. So, but so, uh, yeah, we got the bunny with uh, Miley's heartbeat in it, which stays in my room uh, next to my That's bed. What I was looking up here on the mantle because there is a lot of Miley-related stuff. Yes, all of that but, up there is Miley's. Yeah. Um, but her bunny with her heartbeat stays in my room. That's you know pretty valid, I think. Mm-hmm. So I sleep. Um, yeah. She sleeps next to me every night. Um, so then Monday rolled around. Uh, so a week since my anatomy scan. And the doctor told me that uh, on Friday that if we chose termination, I would have to look out of state. Yep. And that she couldn't offer me any resources. So Monday rolled around. And me and my mom took the day off of work. And we spent the day calling clinics in different states. Um, I got a hold of the New York abortion, whatever, and they paired me with this clinic in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And the problem I was facing was a lot of these clinics or a lot of these states that do have abortion access, they are on wait lists because they are taking care of their in-state patients and the influx of -of out-of-state patients that are coming up. And so... 
I, at this point, am playing, like, Russian roulette with my life. Like, I don't know if I have tomorrow. I, don't, I can't wait right. two months. Um, and the other part of it is the cost. Yeah. <laughs> Midterm abortions are expensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, over a grand just for the procedure. And then... That doesn't count travel. Travel, housing, hotel. Yeah. Um, because it's a two-day thing. Because it's a surgery. So you have to have all your pre-op testing done and all of that. Yeah. And then the second day is the procedure. Right. So I found a clinic in Manhattan that could get me in the next Tuesday. So a week and a day later. Um, and they, weirdly enough, happened to be the cheapest option, being at $1,100. And so we started, like, looking at flights and trying to find a hotel that was somewhat close to the clinic and... The flight was like $600 round trip for me and my husband. And then hotels in Manhattan, it was like three dollars $400 a night. Yep. And we would have to fly up Monday night because my appointment was at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. Yep. So there's no way of getting there on Tuesday morning, flying up there anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we got Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night because Wednesday's the day of the surgery and then fly back Thursday. So three nights... I can't even... At $400, three to $400, yeah. plus tax, whatever. So that's another grand. Plus food. Plus because food. you're, like... And then plus hotel- transportation. Yes. Because in New York, taxis. it is... Yeah. Like, I mean, you can take the, the subway to a lot of things, but I don't know if after you have an abortion, if you want to just... The subway like, also costs money. But it's like it does, $3. But it's, it's a lot cheaper yeah. versus... But, like, after you have this procedure that breaks your heart Mm -hmm. because you want the child I can't imagine just being like in a subway surrounded by people stinky subway too it smells really bad down there I know (laughs) um but so yeah we were looking and then both of us were having to take a week off of work to go do this and we're a low-income family we live paycheck to paycheck so a random trip to Manhattan was not in our budget, and both of us taking a week off of work is also not in our budget. Right. Um, so we were trying to figure out, like, how the hell are we going to pay for this? We were looking at taking out a loan. Um, my family was going to help us a little bit, but, you know, they're in the same they can struggle only do bus the same. as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was sharing all of this on TikTok. I yeah. shared Miley's diagnoses on TikTok. It went viral. And a lot of my followers wanted to help. And they're like, do you have a GoFundMe? And I'm like, no, I don't. I bit the bullet after a couple days realizing that we weren't going to be able to get the money together. Yeah. But I knew I had to get to New York. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started the GoFundMe. And my followers exceeded the goal in the same day. Of course they did. Um, And I'm so extremely and eternally grateful for them. And... So many other people wanted to help in other ways, like, you know, offering me, like, their place to stay, offering to pay for my flight, offering yeah. to, you know, send me, like, gift cards for food, and um, it was just kind of, like, so much humanity, like... People f- just stepping up yeah. and helping. Complete strangers, just yep. trying to help a woman who is going through, like, one of the, literally the hardest point in her life. Yeah. Um, and so I was so amazed and thankful um and so we 
that next week we flew up to New York. Mm. Our first time in New York City. Um, it was very... We tried to like soak it in the best we could, but it's one of those things like, how can you, how do you enjoy do it? Yeah. How can you be happy when the reason you're there is such for like an awful yeah. situation? Um, so my appointment rolled around on Tuesday and I took a taxi. Good. Um, so probably like a $70 taxi, but it was like $30 to go 15 minutes. Yep. Um, but it was so cold up there. It was beginning of March. It was March 7th. Yeah. Um, and the wind there will just pierce through your entire body. So Mm -hmm. I was not walking. Also, it was my first time in New York city. I was not about to hike. Welcome to New York. Yes. Um, but so anyways, I took a, a taxi and, Got to the clinic, and they had told me to prepare to be there for about, like, five or six hours for all the pre-op stuff. Yeah, long day. Okay. Um, And it's a patient-only clinic, so my husband had to stay back. Yeah. So I went alone, and I started all my pre-op stuff. You know, they took my blood. I peed in a cup. They weighed me. You know, checked my Billy Rubin. They pricked my finger and shit. (laughs) Did all that fun stuff. Um, And... Then I got called back for a sonogram. So in abortion clinics, when you get an abortion, they charge you based off of the size of the fetus. Yeah. And though I was 20 weeks, Miley was not. Right. So they, you know, measure just to make sure. Because they want to make sure that they're charging the correct amount and not like. Yeah. Yeah. So I went in for the sonogram and this room is different from other ultrasound rooms that I'm used to. Other ultrasound rooms, you go in and they have their machine there, their sonogram machine. Yeah. And then there's a TV in front of you on the wall. So you can see what they see on their machine. Yeah. So you don't have to like break your neck, your neck yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, in this room, it is the sonogram machine and a brick wall in front of you. There's no TV. And at first I was like, where's the TV? And then I realized most women who are there probably do not want to see. Yeah. And that's valid. Yeah. Um, But I was looking forward to being able to see Miley one last time. Yeah. And so when I didn't see the TV, I kind of got upset. But I was like, I understand why. And so she started the sonogram. And immediately... Asked when my last ultrasound was. And I was like, it was a week and three days ago. Yeah. And she she was a, a Hispanic woman. Mm-hmm. Her English was wasn't the best, but yeah. it was it was very it was very good. Um, and she was like, okay. And there was a heartbeat then. And I was like, yeah, there was a heartbeat. And then I told her I was like, yeah, I went and got a uh, a bunny with her heartbeat in it. I was like excited. I was just like, yeah, she had a heartbeat. And then she was like, oh, okay. And like her face just kind of dropped and she was quiet. And then it kind of like clicked in my head why she was asking that. And so I said, is there not a heartbeat? And she started to slowly shake her head no. And she said, no, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And so I sat up. 
And I looked at her machine. I looked at the screen. Yeah. Because she still had the wand on my on my stomach. And I could see Miley. And I said, is she not moving? And she goes, no, ma'am. She's not. <laughs> and I just, like, it, it hit me like a train. I just, immediately, like, I couldn't, I don't know. It just poured, my eyes yeah. just started, like, pouring tears out. And I, like, out loud cried, like, a, a mother does when she finds out that she just yeah. lost her child. And this woman held me and oh. cried with me. And after we cried for a few minutes, she looked at me and she said, in all the years that I've worked here, I have never had to tell someone that their baby was already gone. Because, Sorry. Because they're there. I'm so- So that's usually the part where I get upset. Yeah. Because that was... God, Allie. You take your time. That's the hardest part of the whole story because everything else, all the diagnoses and everything, it was hard to hear, but she was still alive. So I could still feel her move. Um, She had told me that she needed to go tell the doctor. Yeah. What she found. And uh, told me to just wait in the waiting room and that somebody will call me back. And so I walked out of there and walked out of the clinic. It was on the sixth floor in a skyscraper. And I walked over into the hallway where the elevators were. And I called my husband. And I had to tell my husband over the phone that Miley was gone. And I just heard him choke up. And just go quiet. And I was alone in that clinic. Like, I, I understand I was surrounded by, like, patients you and doctors. You didn't have your, you didn't have I anyone didn't have, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my husband was completely alone. He was the only person in that, in that room that we were staying. Yeah. was, yeah. Um, so... He said he had to go because I knew he was just about to cry. Yeah. And so he hung up. And then I called my mom, who was waiting for updates. And I told her that Miley was gone. And she said something to me that didn't resonate at the time, but after a while it did. Yeah. Um, she said, you know, honey, I know you're hurt and I'm so sorry But I think this was the best gift Miley could have given you. Yep. Because you went to New York with so much guilt. Yeah. And you were going through all these what ifs in your head of what if she could be okay? What if the doctors are wrong? Right. What if she could live? And she took all of that away from you. Yep. 
She said, if anything, Miley was just confirming what you already knew. Yep. And now you never have to live with the guilt of any of, of it. Of just being so scared that you did the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because I, I, I literally, the whole way there, Megan, that whole like week and a day while I was waiting for the appointment to come, I kept telling Brian like, are you sure this is the right idea? Like, what if we're wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Because I let people online get in my head. Yep. Because I shared my story, and there were so many people in my comments saying that doctors are wrong all the time, and that they had a pregnancy that was deemed non-viable, and they have a 10-year-old now, and they're super healthy, and just so many different scenarios. And then other people that were like, oh, I had the same exact diagnoses, and... You know, my baby lived, and I'm like, the, everything the same? And they're like, yeah. well, you know, they, they had this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not the same exact diagnosis no, then. No, it's not. And and also, they didn't have, like, you know, with the bariatric surgery. Yeah. And so there were health things that you also yeah. had. That, like my, like, I'm already not the healthiest person. Yes. It'd be like... It'd be like if I were pregnant and then someone who, you know, I take kidney protectant yeah. because diabetes mm-hmm. often leads to kidney failure. And so we're just hypervigilant. And, like, there's – if someone who was very healthy, didn't have any potential of kidney issues, didn't have diabetes, yeah. wasn't clinically depressed, the taking antidepressants yeah. were to have stuff happen, then – and they're like, well, I had this. Like and it was fine. Yeah. I'm that is so good for you, but my body's not your body. Yes, and and we have no yeah. But so I let I let those people get to me because yeah. Because know, you wanted yeah. Miley. And I was ready and totally willing to do whatever it took for her to be here. But there was nothing that you could do. But it wouldn't make sense for me to sacrifice my own life. Mm-hmm. To bring her here. Right. Like, yeah. would I give my life for my children? Yes, 100%. I would do whatever it took to protect my daughter. You already do. <laughs> Adelie, well, that's what I'm saying, like, though. Like, as a mom. All the like, time. You will do whatever it takes to protect your kids. Yeah. But I can't protect her if I'm not here. Right. Right. Um... <laughs> And it wasn't, it wasn't about bringing a non-viable baby fetus into the world to hold her for a few minutes and show her love because watching her suffocate and, and die is not love, but also putting Adley at risk of losing her mom, putting Brian at risk of losing his wife, putting my mom and dad at risk of losing their daughter. Yeah. My brothers without their sister, like, my best friends, like, I... I, people, I have so much more to lose Mm -hmm. than Miley. And that doesn't, like, take away from Miley's quality of, like, just being a person. But she was never going to live. Yeah. And so. I'm going to say, too, as, I don't know that I've said this before, but, like, my dad passed when I was eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, My sister was five. (laughs) And, like, it's not. It's not something you want no. for a child. Like, 
I haven't cried about that in forever. But cry about it. Well, I mean, you just you don't want that. No. And like I was a daddy's girl and um I love my mother so much. Um but I was a daddy's girl and it really shaped yeah. like the entire course of my life in a very I think I'm a very different person now because of that. Um, and I wouldn't change who I am by any stretch of the imagination, but like that's... You missed out on so much. Yes. And I cannot imagine Adelie without... Because you are her advocate in everything. Um, and she needs an advocate. Yeah. And so I just... I mean, you see it just by being here. Oh, yeah. Like, she's very attached to me. Yes. And that is something Brian has said time and time again. Like, if you die, like, I don't know what would happen to Adelie. Correct. That's And so, for listeners, Allie's talked about this before, so it's not, like, just sharing stuff. But um, Adelie is... Uh, a level two autis- uh, high-functioning, high-functioning autistic. autistic. And she's ADHD. ADHD. She has sensory processing disorder yeah. and severe anxiety. So, like, all of that combined and then... You know, I know the autism was just recently diagnosed, mm-hmm. but that has existed for... Since she was, like, two, I yes. think, was the earliest signs for me. And so, knowing that, like, she... I would argue she needs you here more than maybe a more neurotypical yeah. child. And I, I was neurotypical, and so I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Awkward, but comfortable saying that, like... The transition for any child is hard, but then, like, yeah, you know, so I just, mm, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed it, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each episode. Want to learn more about Allie? Check out her website at Allie4TN.com. That's A-L-L-I-E, the number 4, T-N.com. Or find her on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, TikTok. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. We'll be sharing extra photos, special cocktail recipes, and more, so don't miss it. Finally, did you enjoy today's episode? If so, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your reviews will help us reach a wider audience, share more stories, and build an even stronger community. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden. Hey, hey, hey.